My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. And today I'll be talking about what's been going on astrologically over the past several months and years now since the pandemic started, because there's no major transits this week, but I do want to give you a quick update and check-in about what's going on. So last week we did have several major transits. We had the new moon in Pisces, Mars moved to Gemini, Sun moved into Aries, and Mercury into Aries. So whenever Mars moves, that is a sort of trigger astrologically. Whenever there's a new moon, that's a sort of new beginning. We are in the new season of the springtime Jupiter just moved out of debilitation this month, a couple weeks ago, into Aquarius. So what does all of that mean? How does it apply to you? I'm going to talk about that in today's episode. If you want to know exactly where things are affecting you, look at your birth chart. If you don't have it, get the free chart at quietmindastrology.com, and you can schedule a reading right there. So the first big thing to note is Saturn in Capricorn with Pluto. This is a transit of revolution. Now, I'm repeating myself. If you listen every week, you know this. This hasn't happened since the American Revolution with Saturn and Pluto together in the sign of Capricorn. Pluto is a very slow-moving celestial body. So last time it was here was during the time of the American and French revolutions. This is the transit of revolution. We are going through that on many levels. Right when this kicked off earlier this year, we had the big event at the U.S. Capitol, which some people called an insurrection, the big overthrow of the government attempt. And of course, I, there's lots of different perspectives on that, but whatever your perspective, that is what it's been called in the media, and that is how it's been presented. And that is the kind of energy that we are in a 19-year cycle of now, all the way up until 2040. Now, it's important to note that the American Revolution did not happen right when this transit started, neither did the French Revolution. So I don't think this is going to be this year or next year or overnight, but we are planting the seeds and the seeds are definitely starting to sprout for revolution. And I think that means a changing of what it means for America to be the superpower of the world, the U.S. dollar to be the main currency of the world. Based on everything I've looked at, it looks like there's going to be a big change in currency in 2030 and all signs seem to be pointing towards cryptocurrencies or something like that. China is already developing its own version of this. So this is a time right now of a financial revolution, a government revolution, personal revolutions. And this means your own structures, your own patterns, your routines, your habits, your disciplines are all up for review. What have you made of this pandemic? Of course, this is incredibly challenging and there's been a lot of loss of life, loss of jobs, loss of opportunities, loss of time with loved ones. A lot of tragic things have come from this. I'm not making light of any of that. And Saturn is the disciplinarian. It's father time. It's this sort of part of us and part of our experience as humans that says you can have anything you want, but you're going to have to put in the hard work and discipline to do it. And of course, there are very, very real limitations and restrictions on what we're all capable of. I'm not going to play in the NBA in my lifetime. That's out of the cards, of course, at this point. But there are a lot of things that are in my control, namely how I choose to direct my energy and attention. That's why yoga and meditation are so powerful. That's why I teach Vedic astrology, yoga and Ayurveda and meditation practices, because they teach us that we have the choice of how to respond to any situation. We don't have the choice of how we got here, who our parents were, what race we are, what gender we are. We do have the choice of where we are choosing to put our attention and energy in this lifetime, in this moment now. 
all things that have led to here are here and they're done. That's in the past. Now, how do we want to respond to it? What do we want to create? And I think this energy of revolution can be calling upon us, those of us who are spiritual seekers, the thousands of you who listen to this podcast around the world, and thousands of people like us who are seeking to better ourselves, seeking to understand why we're here, what we're doing, and how it all makes sense. We're doing that for what purpose? Why do we do it? What is it? Why is that important to us? I think this energy of the revolution is calling upon us to decide what kind of revolution we'd like it to be. It can be one that's disembodied, where we project our feelings and fears onto others and blame them for our problems and take no personal responsibility. That, I think, is what is largely pushed by many media outlets. Or we can choose to create a revolution that is one that understands other people, celebrates our differences, respects our traumas, our lived experiences, our humanity, and chooses to learn and grow from our differences and chooses to learn and understand each other rather than divide each other into smaller and smaller groups that can be compartmentalized and more easily controlled. I think that we have the opportunity to create the kind of world that we want to live in. The people who are creating the current world are extremely well organized. They have systems, they have meetings all over the world, all throughout the year, Davos, Bilderberg, all of these groups, the CFR, the UN, the WHO, the CDC, they're all incredibly organized and choosing to steer and direct how we all choose to live our lives and put sort of rules in place. And we can choose to create new systems, right? These are all just systems that somebody in the past streamed up and put their intention and energy behind and created the reality that we live in now. And we all get to choose what kind of reality we want to create. Vedic astrology gives us the unique power and perspective to understand the karmas that are playing out in our lives and which energies we are best suited to share with the world. We all have different gifts, different unique strengths and weaknesses. Some of us are more intuitive and emotional and nurturing. Some of us are more structured and disciplined and create boundaries for ourselves and others to function in. So what are your gifts? What are your strengths? If you don't know yours and your chart, get a reading. Do your own research on the astrology and get, you can listen to my podcast, my previous episodes about the houses, the signs, the planets, and better understand yourself and how these energies are playing out for you and hone in on what are your gifts and how do you want to contribute to the revolutionary times that we're in. I have no real stake that any organization is good or bad, just that we have a choice. We have a choice of what we want to create. If something feels in alignment for you, I fully support you to follow that and work towards that. If something feels out of alignment for you, I fully support you to work to change that. And I think that it's important that we are intentional with how we use this energy because it's a very powerful transitional time. And the people who are the most organized, I think, will be the ones who make the most of it. Because Saturn is all about organization, discipline, and structure. And the ones who are creating the structures are usually the ones who are already born into those structures. So it's possible, though, with this time of revolution that those structures can change, just like in the American and French revolutions in the past. And really to possibly live up to the original intention of the American Revolution, that all men are created equally all humans are created equally, and we all deserve our place at the table to be heard, to be understood, respected, cared for, loved, and create the world that we want to create, right? We could all just be sitting on the beach eating uh, fruit and vegetables and just having a good time, but we created all these sort of structures and rules and things over the years for whatever reasons they're there, and now what can we do to change those? What do we want to create instead 
Do those structures work for us? Are they working? Are they not working? What do we want to create instead? It starts on a personal level. What are you doing with your limited 168 hours every week? We all get the same amount of time to work with. We all get to choose how to engage with that time. So I encourage you to do what feels most in alignment for you and let go of the things that are no longer in alignment. And that will free up your energy to focus on creating the world that you want to create. So a lot of big, big energy behind what I'm sharing here because this is a massive revolution. I cannot understate the importance of this time. It is a slow period. It's 20 years. It's like, well, a lot can happen in 20 years. But it really is this time where we get to choose how we want to show up in this changing time. And I think my prediction is that the U.S. will not be the main superpower of the world that it has been. And it will be either something more collective, possibly China's becoming extremely powerful and organized, uh, possibly China, uh, whatever. I don't know. I'm not a politician. I'm not an expert on these things. But what I do observe and study and research is that we see there is a transit happening. There is a transition of power and a revolutionary energy happening, revolutionary energy happening right now. The next big thing, so we zoom in. So Saturn takes two and a half years to transit. Pluto takes several years. It has an elliptical orbit, so it varies quite a bit how long it takes. But then we go in a little closer. Right? I'm not going to look at Neptune and uh, Uranus right now because those are not as significant. Uranus is in Aries, which is very significant, but that's for another time. I already covered a lot here on the outer planets, which is something we don't usually focus too much on in Vedic. But we do have Jupiter now moving into Aquarius. Jupiter has been debilitated for the last year plus, and that puts a big hamper on our optimism, hope, our sort of idealism, our goals, our beliefs and values, and that's let up. So now there's this sort of expansion, this openness, this possibility, not for everyone, not all over the world. I understand that it's not the same all across the world, all across the globe. We're all having different experiences, but in general, Jupiter, the planet of ideas, possibility, expansion, hope, moving out of Saturn where it's restricted, limited, delayed, and set back to this sign of Aquarius, where there's lots of expansion and growth. Now you couple that with Rahu being in Taurus, that's been going on since the fall of 2020. That energy is very expansive for finances and creative, new, eccentric, progressive ways of approaching finances, which is why cryptocurrencies have exploded this year in value. And anything to do with finances, family, home, structures like this that you grew up around, family assets, there's a big emphasis on that right now through the end of this year and expansion in that. Maybe now you get to go see family members you haven't seen in a while because the lockdowns are starting to lighten up. Maybe you get to do things that you feel really inspired about that are more in alignment with your values and you get to get out of the house, maybe do more things, more expansion and growth. So if you felt sort of hindered, limited, delayed and set back in general, that's normal. That has been part of this transit. But now the question is, what do you feel hopeful about? What do you want to change in your life? Just look around in your environment. What in your room do you want to change? What in your habits and your schedule do you want to change? I, I will confess I'm a very Virgo person, a strong Virgo in my chart, strong Mercury energy, and I really like to be very organized. I like to schedule every 30 minutes of my day and track it, be very, very organized because that's, I think, our most valuable asset, our time, and that's a Rahu and Taurus kind of attention to time, our most valuable limited asset that we can never buy back and never get back. So 
I'm very intentional with my time, and that's not that's not for everyone. You might want to just go with the flow, and I think that's great. Right? I don't think there's any one size fits all way to live for anybody. But if you do like to be very organized, this is a powerful time to really look at your time, look at your goals, look at your intentions. What do you want to create? And I feel like I've been fortunate to have some success in what I've chosen to create. And I think that comes down a lot to just managing my time, for me at least. I also have a strong Saturn influence, so you get the idea. There's plenty of people who don't do any of that and they just do amazing. They do way better than me in their life and their finances and their health and everything happier than I'll ever be, right? And they, they don't care about any of that stuff. They just go with the flow. So you can do whatever you want and that's totally fine. And I, I like to organize and be very structured and uh, logical and practical and all these things. Uh, I do also try to stay in the present moment and go with the flow. Like if you follow my yoga classes, I don't plan anything out. It's all in the present moment. Uh, but there is still uh, years and years of experience behind that uh, going with the flow. So if you just go with the flow, great. If you want to be more organized, great. But what do you want to create? Really just think big. Think about your vision, your intentions, your ideals and hopes that you've been working towards. And maybe you felt limited over the last year, but now you start to feel there's a little more space around those ideas. Now, Rahu and, Tor Rahu and Ketu, the planets, are shadow grahas. They're not really planets. They're the nodes of the moon. Rahu and Ketu always are opposite of each other, and they have been exalted since the fall. So they take 18 months to transit through a sign. Jupiter takes about a year. Uh, Rahu and Ketu take 18 months. So we look at, again a little bit closer. Actually, should have done Rahu and Ketu first. My mistake. Uh, but just kind of looking at what's happening in the weather in general over this whole period we're in. Uh, Ketu being in Scorpio is exalted. It's very spiritualizing. So what are your spiritual practices? Have you explored something different, something outside of the norm, something that is maybe a little bit detached from what you usually do spiritually? This is a powerful time to be doing those kind of practices, learning different esoteric teachings, different things outside of the box. At the same time, Rahu is exalted in Taurus, so that brings us a very practical energy. So it's a really good counterbalance, and that's one of the benefits of them always being opposite, especially this placement where they're exalted. So your finances, your family, your wealth, any sort of things that you're born into, that you have from childhood, understanding your early childhood, doing shadow work. I'm part of an amazing men's group you might have heard of called Mankind Project. If there's a man in your life that hasn't done that, highly recommend it. Uh, there is like a fee for the first initiation weekend that they do, but it, you can do it for free for the rest of your life. I'm not affiliated with them, but I've been doing that work since 2014 and find it incredibly helpful uh, for understanding inner child work. This is all very Rahu and Taurus, K2 and Scorpio kind of energy, shadow work uh, for the men in your life. I don't know of a female equivalent. Women ask me all the time. Uh, if you know of one, I'd love to hear so I can recommend more women to it. But as far as I know, there's a lot more sort of smaller groups of women who do their own things. But men tend to be a little more like, just tell me the steps and I'll do the steps, right? <laughs> generalizing but that's how i am at least and that's sort of the mkp project the mankind project is sort of a, a pretty linear way to work through feelings and emotions that works for my logical brain but if it might work for a man in your life mankind project's a great resource uh, and things like that things that help you understand yourself psychotherapy uh, therapy coaching uh, self-inquiry kind of work meditative practices this is a powerful time to be doing that Yoga, meditation, always incredibly helpful. 
uh, as one of my teachers, mentors would say, you know, yoga helps us sort of pay off the karmas that we're working through. And we're all working through our own unique karmas right now. And then zooming in a bit closer, Mars just moved into Gemini. And again, Mars is like a trigger of action. So Gemini, our intellect, our, our uh, sharp, witty mind. So I just stumbled on a word there. And that's going to be there for two months or so uh, in Gemini. So Mars getting out of Taurus, where it was with Rahu, that's kind of intense energy. I know a lot of people have had a pretty intense, rough couple of weeks here uh, with the Rahu and uh, Mars energy together. But overall, things are starting to expand and lighten up because of the Jupiter energy. That's the big transit over the next year. Uh, really the next six months, then going forward a little bit after that. So we got that transit, but then Mars going into Gemini, uh, managing your intellect and taking action on your intellect, your ideas, putting them into action. So you can just take your ideas that you have. I want to do this. I want to be here. Begin with the end in mind and work your way backwards. Of, say maybe you want to have a podcast. Okay, well, the podcast though it needs to be on these platforms how do i get on this platform is spotify well i can use anchor.fm is the free site that i use to host my podcast i could ask somebody who has podcasts how they do it right so it might not be podcast for you but whatever it is you can sort of break it down in a sort of step-by-step way is the gemini approach a better understanding it the intellect the buddhi and then take actions on those steps and we get closer in to Venus and Mercury and the Sun and Moon. Those are all pretty quick moving planets. So those are more of the weekly horoscopes. And right now we just started Sun and Aries, which is exalted. So great time to be taking action, initiating, starting new projects over the next month. And it's with Venus right now. So in relationship and things that you love, your artistic side, your musical side, and then, of course, the moon is very quick moving every two and a half days or so. It changes signs. So I don't focus on it too much. But if you do want to follow that and these transits, a great resource that I'm not affiliated with is Align 27, the app. It's a cool little resource to see the transits. And it gives you a general horoscope of how they might be affecting you personally. No computer can quite match up to an actual reading from somebody. You can look at everything holistically, but that's the closest I've seen. It's an impressive app for Vedic Astrology, and it does show you your uh, sort of red, green, and orange days, which is a helpful tool to not focus on too much. But if you've been having some rough days, you can look on there, and very likely you'll see, oh, I just had five red days. No wonder it's been kind of rough. Uh, and that's all based on tons of factors, which is really impressive how they factor that all in. Uh, but they still can't quite com compile everything in your chart and understand, well, okay, it's going to affect your fourth house because of this ruler and this aspect. That really requires an astrologer. So if you want to schedule a reading and better understand what you're going through in your life, what karmas you're working through, and the dasha periods, which that app does not do, uh, very cool stuff. The dashas are phenomenal. I actually just talked with a friend recently who's been going through a really rough time. And I looked at her dashas and said, did anything interesting happen on this exact date? And she's like, that's the date it all started. And this thing happened and this thing happened. Right? So the dashas are like these markers that tell us, okay, this karma is playing out now. And here's how we work through it. Uh, so there's nothing that really shows you that, unfortunately, uh, except for actually getting a reading. And you can do that at quietmindastrology.com, fortunately, because readings are freaking awesome. And that was life-changing when I got my first reading. And that's why I'm here today. So I hope you found this episode helpful. If you have any questions, send me a message on Instagram at quietmindastrology is the podcast Instagram. Follow at quietmindastrology and stay connected there. I just started that page recently and I'll be posting a lot more there. All the astrology stuff will be going there going forward 
or you can send me an email, jeremy at quietmind.yoga. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great week. Look forward to sharing more with you next time on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. And now Lakshmi, my cat, is demanding my attention. So that's where I'm going to give her her attention now.